You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So that, that, just the beginning of that show just cracks me up because we just got an email from a listener that said, and she's emailed a bunch lately, and I love it because she's just on fire with, with the message that we're sharing. And she just said, it, it, I'll, I'll just read it straight from her because it's the easiest rather than trying do to do it. Do it. I wanted to say that every time my 17-month-old daughter is around while your theme song plays, she gets a big smile on her face <laughs> and dances. <laughs> <laughs> love it yes it's great i mean we are impacting lives from the very beginning i, I could totally see her little <laughs> diapered hips just sway into the music you know <laughs> absolutely because it's it is something that and i love it because this listener she's pointing out she's challenging so much of herself and she's confronting a lot of things and that is going to be intergenerational yes that will change everything yes for the people we- below and when you talk to people and ask them about their parents' views of their own sexuality, there's usually either crickets or they laugh and say something like, yeah, my parents didn't have sex. It, it, it yeah. is. It, it could, even the silence right. communicates a message, a very, uh, I think, a very shameful right. message. Right. Of, this is so taboo. We don't even talk about it in our own home. And that's sad. <laughs> right. Just, but she's got her, her daughter, less than two-year-old daughter listening to the show already. That's, <laughs> that's a great thing. Well, at least the, at least the intro that she hears that part of it. Who knows what if she's hearing all the rest. Um, but then there's another one I have to point out just because I love checking iTunes and just making sure everything's working because, you know, I'm the techno geek. And, also yep, have and that. I so appreciate that about you. And I also, I'll, I'll admit straightforward, there's a little bit of vanity seeking in it on trying to find out what people Fish, are saying. Fishing for the compliments. Yeah, but what people hey, are saying. Hey, we're human. And so here's here's one. that it, The title of it is just, I came because of the oral sex and stayed for the psychobabble. Here you go. So I've I've listened for years and still love it and look forward to the next episode each week. Very pro-marriage, sex-positive, deep, and insightful Christian advice on marriage and sex. I have a totally normal, non-sexual man crush on Corey. He's my Dr. <laughs> Snarsh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you know, I love the adjectives that she used to describe the show because that's exactly what we're aiming for, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So to know that we are hitting the mark, with most people, but yeah, granted, we we have gotten a few um, emails that tell us the error of our ways. And oh yeah, we those too. Absolutely, those we have too. conversations about those. We don't know how to correct our course if mm-hmm. we don't know how our conversation is landing on other people's ears. Well, exactly, because I look at it just like what people get from our show is they hopefully are willing to confront and see different things in their own life, how they're getting in their own way. And so when our listeners give us feedback and they can send those to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or jump on iTunes and leave us reviews. Um, But when we hear those things, that helps us confront ourselves and what we're doing. We're we're having to confront too. Because we want- from a friend can be trusted. Yeah, because we want to make this show even better than it's been. I want to see it continue to climb the charts and, and continue to impact lives and generations and to that end, if you want to really ramp up things in your life, come join us at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, June 23rd to the 26th, because early bird discount registration is just about closing. April 1st That's is when That's what that I was going to say, is they better get on the ball here in the next two weeks, yep. or else they're going to pay a much higher price. Right. That's just so not necessary. Right. 
save the money, take your spouse out to a really nice dinner or stay an extra night in a hotel yeah. as many and have done. And we're filling up. I mean, we're, yeah. we're getting close. We max out. Yeah, we're, we're getting close. So if you want to get in now and you're thinking about it, do it. Do if it you now. Snooze, you may lose. Yes, you might. Because even though the window might, you know, close, we could fill up before the window closes and then we'll close it all. So mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got to get in there. So this leads to the exact opposite of what we were just talking about um, with this with this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because we're asking people to come to the getaway and, and enhance their sex life, have opportunities to have lots of sex, possibly have opportunities to explore lots of different things with their with their spouse. And then today's and show, yeah, today's show, we're talking levels. about rebooting. Exactly. I was going to say, let's just go ahead and get this show out of the way three months in advance of the getaway so that hopefully if they do take, if they do feel the need to take our advice today, which this will not apply to everybody, but to some couples, they may find it incredibly refreshing, the notion of taking a sexual sabbatical, but let's get it out of the way so that maybe by the time June 23rd through the 26th rolls around, their sexual sabbatical will be a thing of the past and they'll be at a whole different level uh, of of their intimacy life. Right. Yeah. The concept of rebooting, uh, you being the techno geek, uh, <laughs> when you're having trouble with your computer and it's freezing up, what do you automatically think hey, to do? Hey, have you tried rebooting? Exactly. <laughs> Just shut the whole thing down and start over again. Yep. And over the past uh, 20 years of, of just working in this field of sexuality, especially with women, there have been so many times that I have challenged women that maybe you need a sexual sabbatical. Maybe you need a total reboot of your sex life, which means shutting it down for a while so that you can figure out some diagnostics of what am I really feeling? What, what is the, the feeling of being shut down really all about? Um, and Corey, I would venture to say that probably the most common population of people who need to consider a sexual sabbatical are women who have been sexually abused before. Because there is such a connection in their minds between what happened at the hands of their abuser and those feelings of vulnerability, of betrayal, of of being violated. They associate all those same negative feelings with what their husbands are wanting to do and enjoy in the marriage bed. They are feeling sexually abused over and over and over again, but this time they're supposed to be a, quote, willing participant. Okay. And that's a hard pill for a woman to swallow if mm-hmm. she hasn't healed from what's happened to her before. So I got to ask a question then, as you're as you're laying out the groundwork for your side of this discussion, because um, I'm going to bring mine in a little bit. But absolutely. Um, so, what do you do with the concept of healing can come through the process too, though? I get that, and I completely agree with it. Okay. But you can't. You can't get to uh, the get out of jail free space until you pass go. Okay. Like there, I feel as if, again, especially for women who associate sex with painful emotions, you have to heal those things first. Something has to change before anything's ever going to change. Okay. So you can't change the dynamic in your sex life until you have changed the feelings that you associate with those particular activities. Okay. And when you feel as if you're being forced, or pressured to do that over and over, I can see how that that doesn't feel any different than the abuse when it happened in the first place. True. A woman can't say a wholehearted yes to sex until she has the freedom to say a wholehearted no. I agree with that completely. But how much of the component is 
the woman sometimes feels forced, even though she's not being forced. Well, I think that I mean, obviously obligation like- and pressure, because I, I think we have to set the framework that in marriage, what separates a marriage relationship from all the others is sex. Yes. So there is an underlying, okay, how are you either initiating sex or how are you avoiding sex? Because everybody's going to be on one of those. Right. So it's you have to confront what your role is in that. Because right. if you're going to totally avoid it and act all um, virtuous in doing so, like, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong because you've changed the dynamic of that relationship, there's just inherent pressure already there. There is. And just like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, ugh, let me say that better. Just like <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder, pressure is also in the eye of the beholder. Right. And so even though the, a, a certain amount of healthy pressure can be good in a marriage relationship, especially in helping people confront their own uh, issues or insecurities or whatever, I do think that there needs to be an opportunity for women who associate all of this with, you know, so, with such negativity mm-hmm. to hit that reboot button and to take pressure off. Okay. But let me just, let me tell you what my first experience was with this whole sexual sabbatical thing. Cause this is coming from a very personal place. And this is how I've known that this would be helpful for other women is because it was helpful for me when I was 27 years old. Um, I've been married about five years and I went in to see a counselor And she started unpacking my sexual history with me. And when I realized that I still felt yucky about sex, I just thought that what my husband and I were doing was still as dirty, bad, and shameful as what I had experienced as a 12-year-old girl with my uncles trying to put their hands down my shirt or down my pants type Mm -hmm. of thing. It did not make me feel good or powerful in any way. And so she drew a stick figure. And made a circle around that stick figure and explained how every human being is born with a natural boundary system. And that when you're sexually abused as a child, it's basically, she, she made little erasure marks all around that circle to where it became a perforated line. And she said, when your boundaries have been violated, your boundaries become perforated. And then you feel as if you have to let anything and everything in because you're already damaged goods. And that's explained why I became so promiscuous as a teenage girl after all that um, after all that abuse at, you know, in the, in the pubescent years. And so she explained that you have to have a season where you have the freedom to redraw that circle as a solid circle okay. to where you don't let other people in. Because what took me into counseling in the first place was my fear that I was going to have an affair. I was so afraid that I was going to act out and be with somebody else because it was easier to be intimate with a stranger than it was to be intimate with my husband. And I know that there's probably a lot of people that recognize that as a feeling that's true for them. And, and that is definitely a sign that there's some unhealed pain in your past. So she suggested that I ask Greg for a sexual sabbatical. And okay. I did. And he said, you know, I mean, he, he was just so wonderful about the whole thing. He just said, I will do whatever it takes to help you feel safe in my arms again. Uh, and to feel you know, like you're an interested and motivated sex partner. And he said, how long would you like to have? And I said, I think maybe two months that if you can just put no pressure on me, no sexual expectations on me whatsoever for two months. And he said, you got it. And he, and he was very successful that there weren't innuendos. There mm-hmm. weren't hints, there weren't manipulations. He wasn't trying to reel me back into. Right, Cause you were both on board with this. I mean, it we wasn't were, just he, one of you saying, no, 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 I'm doing it. And I don't care what you say. Exactly. Right. It was, we were totally on the same page. This was a season of, 
you know, it says that, you know, the Bible allows for a couple to separate from one another for the purpose of prayer and fasting. And that was basically what we were doing. We were fasting from sex and praying for healing so that when we returned to that, it would be out of a desire, not out of a compulsion or pressure. And so I just want to say though, that because he was so wonderful in giving me that freedom, it helped me understand that he doesn't love me for what I'm willing to do for him sexually. He loves me for who I am, brokenness at all, good, bad, and ugly. And after two weeks, I was able to go back to him and say, I think I'm done. And he was like, what do you mean you're done? I said, I don't think that I need two whole months. I think that just the two week span of time gave me what I needed. It taught me what I needed. And so I go back into my counselor and I'm like, okay, well, I failed. I, I, I broke the sabbatical after only two weeks. And she said, no, you didn't fail. You won. You succeeded. That was exactly what you needed was just the freedom to heal and then have the breakthrough that you needed. And so when I assign this to women, there is usually this huge sigh of relief. And, and I know that men would be afraid that, oh, but she may never want to come back to the sexual relationship. I have not found that to be the case. Right. I found I find that when women do come back, they bring not just their body, but their soul. Right. That they're into it now, right. that they feel the freedom to be those sexually confident wives that we're always encouraging them to be. Okay. So from a male perspective, do you think that men ever need a sexual oh, sabbatical? They do, or? but I, I want to point out just because I think it's important for our audience to know that the caveat we're talking about on 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 going down this path, to me, it has to be associated you, with you're getting help and you're both on board. And that it's mutual. Right. That it's that yeah. it's not just you know what? I'm going to try that. And I'm not going to say anything to anybody. I'm not going to have anybody challenge me. I'm not going to have anybody in my corner like a coach or a counselor. I'm just going to do it on my own and read a bunch of blogs. No, that's not good. It's not because that's setting up the, the scenario where then it starts to become more of a, of a I mean, what I, I refer to it as the devil's pact to where you stop and then the other person has no clue what's going on. And then there's, so you still have the pressure. You haven't fundamentally changed anything because right. you're both not on the same page and you're both right. not working towards the same goal. And I could have never said to Greg, I refuse to have sex with you anymore. I, my, the question that I posed to Greg is, would you be willing to allow me this season of healing? And so it was, I did request permission well, because it does impact both of absolutely, us. Absolutely. But, but it sounds like what you also did was you went at it from the mindset of, I want to do this for me and you're going to be the beneficiary of this. Yes. It wasn't. And he has I been. Need, for and years. I need to do this for you. No, mm-hmm. it's, I'm doing this for me. And that's a total different framework. Yeah. To come at it from. And I think for men, it's the same thing. The one where I keep coming across this whole idea of the reboot is this was actually proposed from a website called Your Brain on Porn, which is a really good, informative site on what porn- pornography, high-speed pornography does. I mean, it's, that's what it's all based on. It's not just the pictures from a magazine. We're talking now about the high-speed internet connection with the movies and that it can be very, very progressive and a very, very you know, dark black hole. And so so, lots of times you have to go back in and rewire your brain for sex with a person. (laughs) Right. With a real human being that requires something of you. And so he, he recommends this. He's the one that kind of where I first saw this framework was he recommends this, the 60 day reboot is what he calls it. And that's where there's no porn, there's no sex, there's no masturbation for 60 days. And the whole idea is, is it allows 
the other senses in your body to come back to working again. And it allows a, a better framework to explore what you're looking for, why you seek out porn, why you seek out sex. Because even that, I mean, we, it, it could seem like from some couples, and I think we've touched on this with some shows, it could seem like some of the couples that, oh, yeah, we have sex every day. That seems great to me. Well, that could actually be an addiction and mm. in, in, in crossing the line where what you're seeking is actually not healthy. Right. I remember it, the show that we did on right. that. It created a lot of feedback. Right. And so <laughs> it's it's really it's being able to control yourself so that something else doesn't control you. And and that's the idea with the with the sabbatical of how do I now reprogram my body? And then in turn for men, I think a lot of times you have to go back into and reprogram your penis, as weird as that sounds, um, for sex, because there's actually a component at the end of Dr. Glover's book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. He has a chapter called Healthy Masturbation. And mm-hmm. it's and it's basically reteaching sensations, not ejaculation. It's mm-hmm. it's reteaching just I don't the goal is not to reach climax. The goal is to to enjoy enjoy the touch Be in the moment and to mm-hmm. feel and to understand the sensations and and that's the whole elasticity of the brain because mm-hmm. it'll do that and that's where when i when you were going on on the woman's side of it that's where i i come at it from the side of it is i i like the idea of the sabbatical but i also like the idea of both of you using what's where the damage has been to create healing when you're mm-hmm. both on board to right where you, you you can confront some things in real time yeah. And reprogram and, your, your brain. And maybe it would be easier for a couple to be able to talk openly about sex if they both know that we're not going to have sex. We're just going to talk about it. Right. I think that the conversation could actually go much, much deeper right. when neither one of them feel as if the other one is ch- is just chomping at the bit and clamoring to hurry up and drag them into bed so they can do it instead of talk about it. Right. Uh, because a woman does, she needs to feel safe in order to blossom sexually, but right. a woman will blossom sexually when she does feel safe. Right. So I do have to say, Corey, I acknowledge that, you know, a lot of times we get feedback emails from single people who mm-hmm. are listening to the show. And so I want to highlight that what you just referred to as a sabbatical from even porn and masturbation would be a great tactic for single people they before sure they get involved Absolutely. in a serious relationship. Yep. I, I just think that a sabbatical can sometimes be helpful all the way around to anybody on the planet. And I think about the fact that the word sabbatical is based off the word Sabbath mm-hmm. and how you know even God took a day to rest. Mm-hmm. You know, even God took time off work. Mm-hmm. And so taking time off of an activity so that you can enjoy those other activities all the more. I mean, who of us doesn't feel more energized for a week-long work week if we've had a weekend off to recreate or, right. or to not work type right. of a thing. Right. So I do, I think it's a very healthy concept. I think it's a biblical concept, but even just looking at it from a biological standpoint, I know that for me, if, if I'm going to go out to a really nice restaurant on a particular night, the last thing that I want to do is eat a snicker bar at 530 when I'm going to be eating dinner at seven because it's going to spoil my appetite and I will not savor the cuisine as much as if I was starving. Like I want to go to a nice restaurant, hungry, 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 because everything tastes better when you're hungry. But but even an extreme on that makes it to where you don't savor because then you're so consumed by by your thought of I'm hungry. Okay, I, I would have had lunch. Well, I get it. But <laughs> I'm, I, I just, I'm just pointing out that <laughs> yeah. when we go to extremes, that's where we get in trouble. And so that's why I think this idea sure. of a sabbatical, and, both being on board, both having a definite timeline in place 
makes a huge then. difference rather than, you know what, I think I want to take a sexual sabbatical. For how long? I don't know. A year or two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know about that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, you had mentioned that, that this author said 60 days yeah. uh, and, and how interesting that correlates with what I thought that I needed from Greg is that I needed 60. Well, that's months. if you go if you go pure behaviorist mindset mm-hmm. as far as the clinical psychology behind it, it mm-hmm. you're, you're talking 40 to 60 days to really create a different change, a new normal and things. And so right. you have to have that repetitive time or in our case, that ex, that um sabbath of time you know that that break of time to create a new normal to create a new functioning level to focus energy because if you think about it that's the one thing that how much energy is spent by a majority of the population on sex a Mm -hmm. lot right i mean we spend a lot of energy yeah directed directed towards that thing and that thing lasts what 30 minutes tops on a good day (laughs) i mean so but so what are you doing with the other 23 and a half hours of your day yeah you know well if you're all focusing it towards that one little short-lived quote-unquote in comparison thing what else are you doing and we have we need to be more well-rounded as people we need to be more engaged with other things so a sabbatical could could help you reset that Mm -hmm. and we have to understand too the way that we're wired sexually just as human beings, that even though we say that that may only be 30 minutes out of a 24 hour period, or let's be real, an hour tops a week when you combine, you know, three 20 minute sexual experiences, okay. you got a whole hour out of your week. But the energy that is created during those encounters bleeds over into every area of your life. So for a person to say, just live without it one hour a right. week not necessary. Yes, it is. It helps you focus. It helps you sleep better. It has so many health benefits. It helps you feel bonded and grounded. So, you know, saying focus on the other areas of your life, that is much easier to do when your sex life is vibrant. Yeah. And, and so maybe a reboot would help you recreate that vibrancy in your life that it would impact lots of other things as well. Yeah. And and it's just, because to me, it's all, it's all about, I mean, when you reboot a computer, you're just setting stuff back to normal. So whatever yes. it was that was in there that was glitching and it's not working, then it just it just reestablishes it back to what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's, it's basically yep. intended to clean itself. Well, the body's the same way. I would say marriage could be the same way. If, mm-hmm. I, could, if I could learn to confront some of those things and, and, and feed it right and get out of my own way right and, and confront things right on my own, what, what do I contribute to it? All of a sudden now I allow the pressures that are naturally inherent in a relationship to do what they're meant to do. And if they don't, well, then I've got more information to confront it differently. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. You know, because I've got got a group of – in my husband's mastermind group now, one of them, we've been talking about um, there's seasons of sexlessness going on. And so they're like, how do you now reintroduce that? How do you you put pressure back? How do you – whatever it is. And I'm like – the point isn't does sex happen or not. The point is how are you changing as you're confronting that? Right. It's not about the outcome. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pick on the words that you used, but I do want people to hear that you know, just that expression, how do I start putting pressure back, is really kind of a wrong question for that spouse to be asking. It's more of how can I now roll out the red carpet and extend an invitation that's worthy of being received and reciprocated? <laughs> okay. Because I'm, there's a big difference between I, putting pressure on true. your spouse and inviting your spouse. True. 
There, you I, know? I, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm also not going to shy away from the fact that in marriage, there's pressure to have sex, whether you admit it or not. There's there. It's yes. there. Because yes. you both said I do. And it needs to be there. It's a healthy, yeah. it can be a healthy pressure. Right. I get that. And so yeah. if, if you're going, Touché. If, yeah, if you're, if you're going down the path <laughs> of, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to stop having sex with my spouse and you're going to be shocked when they have an affair. Come on. Really? Right. Right. Yeah. You were part of creating that right. dynamic. Right. Yeah. So, if you're going to starve a person, don't, you can't get mad at them for stealing somebody else's steak. Right. If you're the but, one so this whole, this whole conversation, I think I like it just because it helps put a framework in place that people could examine because I mean, here you go. This, this would be what I hope any listener that's, that's hearing this would take away from this would be what role does sex play in my life? Why, you know, what, what, what is, what have I brought into it that needs to be dealt with and addressed? And what am I seeking that could maybe be not quite what it is? What if it's, what if I'm also wanting sex just for release and I'm objectifying my wife or my husband just because I want to make sure that they help me feel better by, about me by, by, you know, propping up my saying, ego yeah, or... by saying yes to my innuendos and, and being mm-hmm. willing, you know, am I bringing my whole self? But isn't this. that, isn't that in and of itself somewhat abusive? Cause I think the spouse picks up on that. The sure. spouse knows when they're being approached sure. out of, out of weakness rather than out of strength. They know when they feel like a, a doormat, yep. they know that. Yep. That's where you, I don't you, think that anybody wants that dynamic. If you prop somebody up for any length of time, attraction is going to wane. Yes. It's just going to yes, happen. Yes, yes. I completely agree. Uh, now, there are some people who probably have built-in sexual sabbaticals because maybe one of them travels a lot, okay. or or there's you know there's just circumstances that you know absence makes the heart grow fonder naturally. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I remember uh, a friend of mine, her husband traveled for a living, and so oftentimes he would come home and just immediately drop his suitcases and expect that she had to have sex with him right then and there because he was just a bundle of sexual energy mm-hmm. after traveling all week and. But she finally spoke up at at one point and said, when you come home, it's all about you. And it would really help me if we just sat down together and had a glass of wine and and just had a conversation before that expectation is put out there because she had been clamoring all week for the emotional connection. And so, you know, understanding what it is that you're expecting from your spouse and being able to verbalize what your own needs are, but still make room for your spouse to have their needs met and to be willing to, you know, to reciprocate and to, to make sure that you're giving as much as you're asking for. It's a very important step in a relationship yeah. to re, to create that reboot feeling. Yeah. Cause it's, it's about both people. I mean, to me, the whole thing is it's about both people being more upfront and more real authentic about, about what's going on with them. What are they looking for in the relationship? Because there can be times where, yeah, I would love it if I traveled all week and Pam was immediately ready for sex right when I came in. And then we Wouldn't had it be a taste. great if she was wearing lingerie at the door. <laughs> I mean, I'd love it if she just dropped dropped right there. Hey, hi, let's go. <laughs> I, I'm in. Literally. Um, sorry. <laughs> no <pun intended. laughs> sorry. Um, but no, it's the idea of so there's because it's not right or wrong to me on. Okay, so you have sex and then you catch up and talk and, and or do you talk and then you have sex? Whatever. What works or for I, you? I, I think that what that wife was really saying is it doesn't need to be the same way all the exactly. time. Let's mix it up a little. And sometimes we focus on your needs first and other times we focus on my needs yep. first. Yep. But you know, breaking things up to where there's more ebb and flow and that it happens more organically right. is always more exciting than is, a script that you follow. Right, And this leads to something I want to point out and the, this doesn't merit a whole show, but it fits right here. 
because we've been accused, and it's probably me, of, of being a little more difficult on the men. Because we had a string of shows on Nice Guy, on uh, one-sided sex, which was really more towards the higher desire, which is typically I was coming at it from the guy side of things. Right. And, and I get it. It is slanted towards it. Uh, those and some of them have been because I keep seeing men constantly tripping themselves up, shooting themselves and in not the foot. recognizing that they're the, they are their own demise, mm-hmm. you know. And so I want to be equally difficult on everyone. I was going to say, so, I don't want you to lighten up on the men. No. And if I need to go heavier on the women, I can certainly try. But no, I, I will yeah, too, I though. I mean, I, want to, I just want to challenge everybody yeah. to become their best selves and to be authentic and to overcome their fear of intimacy right. or any anxiety or insecurity that comes along with but that. I just, I, and that's why I'm glad you were willing to do a show on yeah. rebooting. And I, I want you to, but I want to hear, I want people hear the importance of if, if, if you are in a relationship, male or female, does not matter which gender you are, and your needs are not being met, and you're blaming your partner, you better stop and ask yourself, have you spoken about what your needs are that are not being met first? Have you said yeah. it from a solid stance, not from a whiny, I need not you to sarcastic. do this and capitulate to me. It's a, look, this is what's not happening for me here. And this is what I'm looking for better. This is what I'm mm-hmm. looking for more from you. That's the same thing. Is It's not about what they do or don't. It's how do you approach it. Right. So that's how and we got to get out of our own way. Panties. Yep. You have to put on your big girl panties or your big boy boxers and learn to ask for what you need in a way that inspires your spouse to respond instead of requiring them to respond. Right. Because requiring and pressure and throwing your weight around and making demands and insinuating that it's a person's marital duty, that is not going to get you very far down the road you really want to be on. Duty and sex just don't go together. No. They just don't. It shouldn't be a marital duty. It's a marital delight. (laughs) And hopefully rebooting will create all the more sense of delight. Absolutely. I think if you put it. If needed. It may not be needed. It it may not. But maybe the reboot's only a week. You know, whatever. It's just the idea of how do you take the courage to confront what's in what's going on in your life and a willingness to just yep. see if it, if it could be better. And if you're both on board, man, more power to you. That's a great, great practice. Great and you'll always have that on. spiritual marker to look back on of when you've turned a major corner in your relationship. Absolutely. So whatever it is that you may need to do, whether you need to reboot and, and have some just time away as a sabbatical. Uh, if you do seek help, I know Shannon and I, we both work with people remotely. Um, we also work with people that fly in. Uh, Phone, Tyler, Skype, yeah, yep, Tyler or Dallas. Intensive. So Our if workshops. we can help, we want to. Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway could mm-hmm. be one. As odd as that sounds, it could be one. So whatever's totally. going on. And, 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 and give a quick plug for your men's group. Yeah. The husband mastermind group that's going on. So that or women at the well workshop. Yep, there's lots of resources. Of things to yep. from to so help you. whatever it is that you can do, I hope that you take the courageous step to make it happen and make it better in your marriage, because not only will you and your spouse benefit, your kids will as well. Absolutely. Right. Well, this has been Absolutely. fun. We love you for listening. Yep, see you next time. Hope to see you at the getaway. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at SexyMarriageRadio.com by clicking on the purple button.